0: Welcome to Kismet Tech Talk, your monthly rendezvous with the latest in disinfection and antimicrobial technologies. I'm Dr. Christina Drake, your host for today's episode. Join us as we dive deep into the science, innovations, and applications shaping the future of clean and safe environments. Hi, I'm Christina Drake, the founder and CEO of Kismet Technologies. Here with us today, for the special interview is Patty Olinger, and she has a exemplary background in biosecurity um, and biosecurity, and we really want to just ask you questions today about your prior experience, learn from you um, on, you know, you've seen things in academia, you've seen things at a global level, like really being able to bring to bear like your prior experience and help us to understand, you know, what's important in disinfection. So I wanted to start by just having you tell us about your background to help the audience understand where you've been. Okay.
1: Well, I started out as a bench biochemist in a pharmaceutical company, uh, the Upjohn company. And Upjohn, through several mergers, became Pfizer. And I left Pfizer in 2006, and I went into then academia. But while I was at Pfizer, I actually left the lab and became the head of research safety for that site. And specifically in biosafety and chemical safety for laboratories and I had the best of both worlds I had pharma human health and also animal health so I had I had that look at more of a one health kind of perspective I left Uh, pharmaceutical industry and went into academia, Um, Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, our campus literally surrounded the Center for Disease Control. And so we had collaboration there and that also included Emory Healthcare. And in 2014, uh, a lot of people are aware that while there, um, we had the Ebola patients. We had four Ebola patients in 2014 and I was part of Team Ebola um providing that support from an environmental standpoint, the biosafety side and just protection, you know, personal protective equipment, working mm-hmm. with infection prevention and the and the physicians and the nursing staff. Um, very challenging. Mm-hmm. I made a complete change in 2019. And um, I ended up leaving that world and I went into the trade association world. And of all things, it was the cleaning and cleaning industry, it was ISSA, the International Sanitary Supply Association. And I led um, a, a division called GBAC, or the Global Biorisk Advisory Council. Um, timing was very interesting if you think <laughs> about that. So we were looking at a lot of training programs, very eclectic training programs, um, kind of niche uh, for high risk situations. I wrote an article in 2020, uh, January that said a pandemic was coming and we're not prepared, and I really was looking at that frontline worker. I mean, we have a tendency to think of biosafety and biocontainment in those containment labs, So biosafety level threes and fours, and and in healthcare, we don't think about it out in the common places that we live every day. And I've been a proponent that, you know, and in given talks that you know biosafety really applies to everybody. Yeah. And we're not prepared if we had a pandemic. Well, a couple of weeks later, we had a pandemic that got announced. <laughs> Immediately, um, everybody shut down and then started thinking about reopening because they figured it was going to be just a couple of weeks. And I wrote GBEC Star Accreditation, where we accredited, um, we worked with 4,000 facilities worldwide, and it was everybody. It was the, you know, uh, sports arenas and hospitality, Hyatt hotels, for example, um, you know, convention centers trying to keep people still open. Yeah. And so applying that process of, you know, how do we stay open? How do we protect people? How do we protect the environment mm-hmm. and how do we clean and sanitize and disinfect appropriately to keep things safe? Yeah. I had a lot of, lot of interesting, <laughs> interesting, um, I would say, challenges.
0: Yeah, I think just being, you know, part of that Ebola, you know, th- to me, that's insane. I feel like <laughs> you should write a book about that, and I'm looking forward to it when you get around okay. to that. But in terms of um, lessons learned, I would be interested, you know, in terms of infectious disease outbreak, um, lessons learned both from your time dealing, you know, with Ebola when you're at Emory, but also what you learned when you went outside of that to GVAC and started seeing, you know, infectious disease outbreak from the standpoint of a pandemic. So, right, you have more local and global and just kind of um, wanting to glean some expertise from you on what you learned. Well, one thing that you learned is when the
1: risk of the organism, like Ebola, when it starts going up, people pay a lot more attention to detail. Yeah. (laughs) As you can imagine. and It didn't, wouldn't matter if it was waste management, um, how you, you know, clean and sanitize, they're willing to pay more attention to things. Yeah. But on our day-to-day things, what we're finding, um, whether it was in healthcare or, or what we saw during my time at GVAC, was that people really didn't take the time to do something as simple as read the label of the chemistry that they're, they're utilizing. Yeah and you know the thought is you just take a take a, a any cloth it didn't matter what cloth you took a spray bottle of something and you'd spray it and you just wipe really quick yeah and so what we were finding is that number one something as simple as what you and i know as dwell time uh-huh. nobody even knew what that was yeah and so dwell time meaning how long that specific chemistry needed to stay on the surface to be effective yeah. and so there was a lot of human air I even, I did a video one time about how Patty screws up her microfiber (laughs) because I didn't realize at the time that it was different than, you know, I just figured it was cloth. You know, I didn't realize it was plastic. I didn't realize a lot of things about it. And, you know, I mean, people just don't understand that there are differences. And if you don't take the time to train your people Mm -hmm. and then give them the time to do, you know, the cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting correctly, It's not as effective as people think.
0: Yeah. And then I guess looking out from, you know, because and in those situations, right, it can potentially be a life or death, Mm -hmm. you know, call. Um, So moving to maybe less scary territory, let's say hospitality. Um, From your time at GBAC, were there any lessons you learned there where, you know, the stakes aren't quite as high, um, but, you know, what are your takeaways in sort of those, uh, less life-threatening <laughs> situations where disinfection is important. I,
1: so I'm also an ISO convener for the development of international standards on virus management for laboratories, and mm-hmm. and actually in the title, it's other type related type um, industries. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to somebody, and of course, being from pharma for so many years, SOPs were a really big deal. Yeah. And you knew the difference between an SOP, an internal guideline, a guideline you know because C D C puts out a lot of guidelines. Yes. Regulatory regulations, you know, or standards. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand what that means. Yeah. And then when they write something, they don't understand that if someone just picks up a paper and it's supposed to be a guideline, you want them to follow it. Yes. And you want it simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that one of the things that I learned was that, you know, we are trying to make science not scary and especially with i mean at, let's face it at the end of the day they're dealing with chemicals to kill bacteria or just or you know inactivate viruses yeah. you want them to do it in a safe manner for them and the environment mm-hmm. and more is not always better Yeah. Because a lot of times they'll want to spray or or put more liquid on, you know, the surface and must be better then. Yeah. Um, And that it's not always the harshest thing. I mean, you probably have worked with um, in research. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I certainly did. And and when I was in research and providing support to research organizations with formaldehyde, works really (laughs) great. I mean, it, it disinfects it. It sanitizes. You, you know, it sterilizes. You name it. I don't want anybody working with formaldehyde if I can avoid it. But yeah. And so um, we learned a lot of lessons that way. The other thing was personal protective equipment. Yeah. And in the Ebola, you know, the doctors and the nurses they were initially were a little offended that we were going to teach them how to put on and take off personal protective equipment. And we would use Glow Germ. Yeah. <laughs> and fluoresce them and then they would have okay. them take it off and that we and showed that they just contaminated themselves. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it became okay, teach me what I need to do.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And something as simple as that, if done wrong, can actually even in hospitality or, you know,
0: restaurants or convention centers or sports arenas yeah. can really have an impact. Okay, so we talked about you know, putting more disinfectants you know, on a surface, maybe doesn't actually do more. Um, in the US, we buy and use more uh, chemical disinfectant than any other country um, in the world, but we still have a pretty big problem with hospital-acquired infections. So I wonder if you'd talk to us a little bit about why that is, why just using more chemical disinfectant doesn't get you, you know, to zero hospital-acquired infections?
1: Well, we've talked earlier um, and other 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 uh, conversations about you know there's still a lot of human error in how we're how we are disinfecting, and again I think it comes down to training education, but also pushing the envelope with new technologies, and uh, you know a lot of times people are maybe not. Um, it, thinking about investing in those new technologies because it's just cleaning, right? It's yeah. just disinfecting. What what's so difficult about that? And but like you said, we're still seeing high rates of infection. We're still seeing in sports arenas with you know our wrestlers with you know MRSA on their skin, mm-hmm. and we're still seeing in agriculture you know fear of avian influenza and you know um, you know African swine fever. Those things are still happening, yep. and so we need to step away and rethink how we are disinfecting and work with the people that are charged with you know, doing the cleaning, doing the disinfecting, so that they're properly trained, properly protected, and understand how to use the chemistries that they're using.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, we are so excited that you are an advisor for us here at uh, Kismet Technologies. Um, and I'd like to hear from your point of view, kind of the opportunities for our products um, to help make a difference when it comes to, uh, you know, infection prevention and biosecurity in general.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I'm really excited to be here with, with Kismet as well. I mean, being uh, an advisor for Kismet, uh, I learn as much, I hope that you get from me. Um, I think I learned more. Uh, But during the pandemic, you know, everybody wants to find something um, that we were looking at, okay, residual, you know, is there a residual that can be put on surfaces that is safe? um, And that is also effective. And we would find things or we would see things that worked really well in a Petri dish. But, you know, if, as that surface gets dirty, you know, the bacteria and the virus can't get to it. And so it doesn't work as effectively. Yeah. And what we're seeing with the Kismet technology is that you've broken that code, you know, and the ability to put it on a surface and to continually have, you know, results that show that it's working. It doesn't negate, you know, I, I, unfortunately, it doesn't negate for the people out there, the, the business owners are sitting there going, oh, I don't have to clean now. Yeah. You know, you still have to clean because people are still bringing dirt in and still freaking grime in. And mm-hmm. so cleaning in, you know, um, interim disinfecting is still going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. But being able to be there, and especially when we start talking about hospital acquired infections, where we know, as we know, wound care, hospital acquired infections from just routine being in a hospital room to ORs is so important to make sure that all of the surfaces, I mean, you know, you look at this and all the surfaces that yeah. are around, you know, what Kismet technology does is gets us that step so that we are, you know, really, in my opinion, ahead of the game in public health preparedness. Yeah. Um, there's an
0: entire invisible world that we can't see yeah, that can exactly. wreak havoc. And I <laughs> like to think of our product as, you know, delving in that invisible world mm-hmm. that we can't see to deal with those microbes. Um, and I think that's a lot of the disconnect with disinfection because yeah. we can't see at that scale.
1: You know, and you make a good point because I think another thing that um, people, as far as lessons learned, is that we need to have better ways to measure and monitor mm-hmm. what is clean and yeah. then you know again those SOPs and those standards as to define how do we determine that what we've done is effective yeah and yeah. it needs to be more timely um
0: as, as you very well know <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um well great and um so you know what are you looking forward to most i guess in the industry like looking out over the next five years right you've been in the space for a while you I mean, you know, in terms of just deep industry knowledge, you really know um, who the players are, what the challenges are. Um, so what do you see as, you know, I guess, opportunities, growth, potential in the next five years in this industry?
1: Mm. It's a really good question. Um, I, I'll, I'll take a step back and kind of look at it, at it from a broader perspective from a standpoint of, I think that overall the wellness industry in general Mm -hmm. And that can be, you know, healthcare, you know, everybody is into that industry, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, We want to be healthy and we want to be well. And what we're finding is that, you know, indoor air quality, you know, I think that the pandemic really highlighted the fact that yes, we need to pay more attention to indoor air quality because of infectious diseases, Mm -hmm. but there's so much more to it, asthma, allergies, as we've talked about earlier. also um just you know co2 levels and vocs and and particulates that come in there's so much that we have learned and that we have yet to do and hygiene and cleaning and and what we use in those spaces is really important to understand the other thing that i think is a lot of people think that a disinfectant has to be a really bad chemical to be effective Mm -hmm. and we're finding that there are technologies out there and chemistries out there that are safe, effective, and work yeah. and that's really important to understand and know and we're starting to see AI come into play yeah Ma- mapping facilities or technologies that are just amazing, whether it's um, floor cleaning um, machinery or sprayers and you know you, you know we, we've just seen so many technologies and learning what microfiber is and how to use it (laughs) Um, you know and why it's important and you know and how they interact together and I think that's one of the keys I don't think there's a silver bullet out there that's going to solve everybody's problem Mm -hmm. but to see how these technologies kind of like that swiss cheese I don't know if you've ever seen the swiss cheese uh, method or thought process of Mm -hmm. you know as a bacteria or virus comes in it has to go through the swiss cheese with all the different things people put in place yeah reduces the potential of infection yeah. and i think that's where we're at today and that's where i see in the next five years we're going to see a lot of technology come through mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of innovation, like kismet mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know i think in the end result is better public health global health preparedness
0: yeah all right final question. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you're like I said, you're, you know, a subject matter expert, deep uh, expertise when it comes to biosecurity um, and infection prevention. So, uh, what what did we do to persuade you to come spend your valuable time with us here ah! at Kismet? What was it that you saw as the potential there uh, with our technology?
1: Yeah, you know, for one thing, it's like I have Always in the, you know, that whole innovation, okay? Mm-hmm. I love I mean, gidgy Gadget. I always say I'm a Gigi Gadget girl for one thing, <laughs> but I really believed that there had to be a technology out there from a residual technology mm-hmm. that would work, would be safe and effective, and that would provide us a tool that would help protect people in the environment and animals and, and plants, as yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and when you came to me and we started talking and i looked into it even more it was like no i really want to be part of this and bring to you know the public the awareness that you know there are companies out there that are doing doing amazing things and so that's why i'm proud and and just uh, excited so excited to be here with you today and uh, and for the long haul yeah
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time and, you know, sitting down to have this interview with us to help, you know, educate our audience on just issues around disinfection and infection prevention. So we hope you learned something (laughs) as part of that. And we want to thank Patty once again for spending her valuable time with us Mm -hmm. today. That's all for today's episode of Kismet Tech Talk. We hope you found our discussions insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe to Kismet Tech Talk on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated on all our future episodes and follow our main social media pages by searching for Kismet Technologies. Remember, knowledge is the key to creating cleaner and safer environments for all. Until next time, this is Dr. Christina Drake signing off. Stay curious, stay informed, and stay safe.